I was hammering rods into the ground, iron rods into the ground, in the flow of these energies to keep them from entering the home, putting crystals in the corner. All these things seemed to work. But it occurred to me one day, if all these different things seem to work most of the time, then maybe it's intent. Maybe it's, the, it's not the hammering of the rod, but maybe it's sort of the ritual. So my bigger question is, what made it detrimental in the first place? Hi, welcome to Adventures in Dowsing, podcast number 39 from the British Society of Dowsers. I'm your host, Graham Gardner. Gosh, it's good to be back after a somewhat longer-than-planned summer hiatus. You know, as much as I love doing the show, sometimes there just aren't enough hours in the day to edit all the materials together for a podcast and record an episode, uh, especially over the summer months. But now that uh, the nights are fair drawn in, as we say here in Scotland, uh, hopefully I'll manage to catch up with the schedule a little bit. Uh, This episode features a presentation from Joey Korn, who you might have recognised at the start there, and this was recorded at our 2011 conference. But before we get into Joey's talk, let me just update you with some of the news. Well, the big news uh, at the moment is that this very podcast has once again been nominated for the European Podcast Awards. Regular listeners will remember that in last year's awards, we managed to reach 8th place in the UK non-profit category, thanks to all your votes. The competition is pretty stiff, but with your help, I'm sure we can do a lot better than that this year. So if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to point your browser at the show notes page on britishdowsers.org slash podcast and click on the EPA picture on the right-hand side of the page. This will take you straight to the voting page, where of course you will give us five stars in both categories, will you not? Uh, Once you've clicked on the vote button, you'll then be asked to uh, enter your email address, but you don't have to worry about doing that. You can just skip that stage and it won't affect your vote. Uh, unless you particularly want to sign up for the newsletter in German, that is. Uh, Now, uh, in September, of course, we had our annual conference in Cyrusester, as usual, and we'll be bringing you some talks on that in future podcasts. But for now, I just wanted to mention that we agreed that International Dowsing Day this year was such a great success that we're going to keep on promoting that in future. So uh, remember to put Sunday, May the 5th, 2013 in your diaries and get those thinking caps on for some dowsing ideas and let us know what events you're planning so that we can make it even bigger and better for next year. Let's get out there and try and enthuse more people about the wonderful world of dowsing. Now we have a few events coming up before the end of the year. Uh, Next weekend, the 20th and 21st of October, the Earth Energies Group are having their autumn meeting in Brightwalton, which is near Newbury. And that's a weekend of sacred geometry, labyrinths and things that go bump in the night. That's an interesting mixture. And the Health Group are meeting on the 27th of October in Leicester. Speakers include Olive Collins, Jane Miller and Avril Holland. And we still have a few courses with spaces available before the end of the year. Uh, Past President Dr. Patrick McManaway is tutoring EE5, working with power centres and advanced geomantic design, and that's on the 3rd and 4th of November in Long Compton, which is near the Rollwright Stones, of course, so uh, that's a good venue for that. Uh, We have one of our popular foundation courses for complete beginners happening on the 17th and 18th of November in Ledbury, and that's tutored by the charming Ron Dudley-Smith. 
and Roy Riggs will be tutoring his one-day technopathic stress workshop in North Leach on Saturday the 24th of November. So we'll learn about the hidden dangers of EMFs and microwaves. Hmm. Full details of these courses can, of course, be found on the main website at britishstousers.org. Oh, hello, I'm John Moss, and Director of the Society. Uh, waiting now for the conference um, exhibition to start up, so that's a very exciting moment, really, the result of months of planning. So, yes, you are learned listening to Adventures in Dowsing from the British Society of Dowsers, uh, which have been done for quite some time now by our president, Graham Gardner, who works very hard to put these together, and I know that they're listened to all over the world, which is pretty amazing. So an awful lot to look for, and uh, a lot of very interesting talks with people, including me, when I was rather more verbose than I am now. You haven't had a glass of wine, though, have you? (laughs) (laughs) And now let's get on with our main presentation from Joey Corn. Now, I was lucky enough to meet Joey on his very first visit to the UK some years ago when he presented to the uh, Earth Energies group. And so it was great to be able to welcome him back as president of the society to talk to our main conference and sound assessor this year. And his topic is Our Energetic Mirrors, and this details his latest research on how we each affect the energies around us. Joey was also a featured speaker on the recent Dowsing World Summit online seminar event that was organised by Maggie and Nigel Percy. I don't know if any of you managed to register and hear those, but there's been some very interesting talks on that. And anyway, Joey's a very engaging speaker, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy your time with him. I'm going to be sharing with you today my take on Earth energies, and I call it your energetic mirrors. Um, I have a different take on the Earth energies than most dowsers, and um, some, most of you, I think, will really love what I share with you today. Some of you probably won't agree. Some of you might even think, ah, that's ridiculous, uh, because I look at things, at the Earth energies, more inside out rather than outside in. And, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But remember, even those that you think that might think, ah, that's ridiculous. Remember, if at first the idea is not absurd, then there is no hope for it. <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> you know, most of you have a basic understanding, at least, of the of what people call geopathic stress. I've heard of, heard it mentioned several times already this weekend, and uh, but everybody doesn't. And everybody doesn't have the same understanding, so I want to go through it a little bit. Uh, people um, around the world, and not just dowsers, but people in other spiritual and alternative, alternative healing modalities, uh, believe in something called geopathic stress energies. Uh, what are geopathic stress energies? Geo means of the earth. Pathic means illness or, or having to do with our health. So you put that together, and it's energy, energies, at least it's believed that it's energies in the earth that cause illness. Now what we have to remember is as dowsers, we're trying to figure out this invisible world. Um, uh, and we're trying to, you know, we get these reactions, and we're all trying to sort out what it is and what it's related to and, and how to work with it. And... Um, it's believed by many that these energies in the earth 
serve some natural purpose in life, in nature, I mean. Uh, but it's also believed that, the, that these energies, if they're uh, out of balance or unharmonious, detrimental, if they're flowing in our living environments, especially around our beds or our desk or somewhere that we're spending a lot of time, that these energies can cause various kinds of uh, problems. Some of them serious, some not so serious. It's believed they can cause mental and emotional problems, insomnia, bad decision making, which can lead maybe to, bad, to financial distress, relationship problems, the whole thing. Also, health and especially cancer is believed that it's caused by these geopathic stress energies, uh, and much more than what I've listed there. Um, what kind of energies are in the earth that cause geopathic stress? Uh, the most common that most people look at is the energies related to underground water. Uh, it, it's commonly called underground streams, especially the ones that are detrimental. Some people believe, especially non-dowsers who look at this like feng shui practitioners and they believe that anytime you get a water flow you don't want the you don't want to be spend a lot of time over it whether if the water flows underneath the earth i really don't from the beginning i've seen there are detrimental energies related to underground streams and there are beneficial related energies related to underground streams and anyway and you'll see why i say this later on in the presentation i don't fully think anymore that every place we get a dowsing reaction to an underground stream that there's a flowing stream of water right under that spot. You, you, you'll see what I'm talking about in a little while. I think they're more the energy fields related to the underground water and then that, that are part of the energy pattern of water. Another kind of uh, energy that can cause geopathic stress is earth energy lines or lays. Uh, it, many people think of lays as being only beneficial and, and good for us, but to me, the, these energy fields aren't real. The, the energy fields themselves, and this is something I'll, that I think can help you with any kind of energy work that you do. And the energy fields themselves are simply vessels. They're carriers, holders of the energy. And so to me, the energy fields themselves are, are neutral neutral vessels. What makes them beneficial or detrimental as to their effect on us is the frequency of the energy that they carry. And so if you can demonstrate with dowsing and muscle testing as I'll be doing that the energies are out of balance and weakening to us, then that means that that's simply that that vessel, that carrier, will, is holding energy that is at a frequency that's out of harmony with the human frequency range. So that neutral vessel will douse and, and have the effect on us as being detrimental. But this is something that uh, I want you to sort of take away from today. Any energy field that you find with dousing that douses as detrimental to us, as harmful to us, and can be demonstrated as with uh, muscle testing as weakening to us, can be made to be beneficial simply by making what I call a prayerful statement of intent. Basically, I, I, use, I teach people to use the blessing process. You can make any harmful or detrimental energy become beneficial simply by calling on it to happen. 
There's another kind of energy that people feel relates to geopathic stress, and that's called Hartman grid lines. Hartman grids make a grid. They basically run north, south, east, west. They're equidistant, making this grid over the earth. You can imagine it like the latitude and longitude lines, except they're much closer together. Dowsers sometimes disagree on the space between them, but a couple of meters between them about is a good general rule. And they're in every one of our homes because they're that close together. Again, some people think you should avoid all Hartmans, especially Hartman crossings. Uh, Move your bed out of the way or do what dowsers do to block or divert these energies or bounce them off. And, uh, uh, but again, I consider this also to be a neutral vessel. These energies can be changed to be de- uh, beneficial if you find them as detrimental. Another kind of energy is a Curry grid that seems to be related to the Hartman grid. Nobody really understands fully. We think we do sometimes, but we don't. You know, what are these energies? Who really knows? I just consider it to be, them to be manifestations of the life force of nature. And I think, ultimately, all the Earth energies are here to support us. Then there's something called Binker grid lines that somehow seem to be related to the Hartman grid. They're much farther apart. I understand they make a, a square grid about 25 meters. So there'll be probably maybe one or two of these intersecting in your home, but you're not going to find a lot of these in your home. Some people consider this to be the, the strongest if it's out of harmony if it's detrimental, the strongest kind of detrimental energy of the Earth energies. Before we get to that, what I'd like to do is a quick demonstration. Could I get a volunteer? Do a little muscle testing. So if you have a shoulder issue, let's don't, maybe you don't want to volunteer for this. Okay, and I forget your name, Jane. Okay, Jane, face the group. What I'd like you to do is um, put your arm out for muscle testing. I'm going to push down and you resist. Give me good, that's good resistance, good. Now, think of a concern in your life, anything that you're worried about. And I like to say, call it an issue, but you you got it? Mm -hmm. Resist. Weaker or stronger? Are you weaker or stronger? I'm weaker. Weaker, right. Let everybody know how you, I mean, it's obvious to me and to all of us sometimes, but but, but let's um, voice it out. So, Negative thinking really weakens our body. uh, When you think of a concern in your life, it's wrapped up with with anxiety, uh, with emotions, and it will weaken your body. It also contracts your energy field, as we'll we'll get to soon. Now think about something that you really enjoy doing in life. Ready? Nice and strong, right? Correct? So you think about positive, joy-filled thoughts, people that you really love and care about. You'll... You'll test strong. Your body is not only like a battery, your body is a living battery. Negative thinking discharges your battery. Positive thinking charges your battery. Negative thinking makes you a less good conductor and harnesser of the life force energies. Positive thinking makes you a better harnesser and conductor of the life force energies. You know, we hear that negative thinking holds us back in life, can even bring illness on, and positive thinking can help us be successful and heal us and bring more joy into our lives. But this is a real simple demonstration, muscle testing, a simple method of muscle testing. There are many methods. This is one of the simplest, and it it gives immediate evidence of it. Um, And to me, muscle testing, what you're really doing is energy testing. 
We're not really testing the muscles as much as we're, as we're affecting the energy's effect on our muscles. And uh, so that's why it's rev relatively weaker and stronger for most people with negative and positive thinking. So now, could I get a volunteer, and I, I'd like you to stay up here, somebody who feels confident that you can douse a detrimental underground stream and know the different and be able to discern the difference between the two kinds. Detrimental underground stream. Okay, just to, for the sake of uh, agreement here, I get a, what I call a detrimental underground stream going right through there. Let's just see if you agree with that. Oh, you just use your, your hand? Yes. Okay. So what I'd like you to do is stand right here, face the group, right there. Ready? Resist. One more time. I might have you positioned a little off. A little, just, uh, you'll see how just a few inches can make a difference. Even though I think there's depth and breadth to these energies, the central line is the, is the strongest part. It seems to carry the effect. Weak or strong? Weak. Very weak. <laughs> So detrimental underground stream energies have the same effect on us as a negative thought or emotion. Except all we need to do is change this energy. Change the frequency of the energy that's carried by this energy field, by this neutral vessel. Remember, the vessel is just a carrier. It's, it's right now detrimental as to its effect on us. And, but we, because we have thinking minds and free will, and we have this just, I call it a God-given ability uh, to impart the universal life force into these energy vessels. Impart what you might call God's light, which is everything. Uh, whatever God is. You know? So um, just say a silent blessing, Jane, um, or prayer. Yeah. However you address the divine can be any, you know, dear God is simple, but anything. Uh, please change this energy that you're standing in to be beneficial and harmonious to all of us here. Okay? Or just put your arm up when you're done. Don't want to interrupt a blessing there. <laughs> Prayer. Okay? Resist. Weak or strong? Strong. She's standing in exactly the same spot. She's now strong. And see, what you, see if you feel the difference. You can tell the difference. It, it, it's not there. Well, it's not there as detrimental, as out of harmony. It's still there. It's now a balanced beneficial energy field related to the underground water. Thank you very much. Thank you. I might call on you again to do a little more dowsing. Um, yes? How will that last forever? Good. I was just... <laughs> that's very, almost always the first question. How long will that last? Or can we make that last forever? I don't necessarily think we want it to last forever. To me, even the energies that are, are out of harmony are here to support us. So whether they're detrimental or not, if they're detrimental, it doesn't mean that it's bad. In fact, there's even other words for these energies like noxious. Doesn't mean that they're bad. To me, there's nothing, quote, bad in nature. So I would say this will last indefinitely. That doesn't mean permanently. That means it's not definite how long this will last. Whatever made it beneficial or detrimental in the first place could in time make it detrimental or out of balance again. It's just something about... And you'll see by the end of the talk 
I'll demonstrate what makes it detrimental and it, or explain at least from my uh, point of view and, and from my years of doing this. But really, when I first realized this, see, I did a lot of the things early on that I was taught from other dowsers, like many of you do, I'm sure. I was hammering rods into the ground, iron rods into the ground in the flow of these energies to block them as they, to keep them from entering the home or moving my bed out of the way um, or um, uh, putting copper wire around a room or a home and putting crystals in the corner. All these, inter all these things seem to work. But what it occurred to me one day, if all these things, different things, seem to work most of the time, then maybe it's intent. Maybe it's, the, it's not the hammering of the rod, but maybe it's sort of the ritual of, I am hammering this rod into the ground, in the flow of this energy, in, in order to block it from entering the home, for example. So my bigger question is, what made it detrimental in the first place? See, that's sort of, when you can change it from detrimental or unharmonious to beneficial or harmonious with us, that begs the question, what caused it to be out of balance in the first place? My early thinking was, maybe it's a, if a blessing can make it beneficial, maybe a negative blessing can make it detrimental. Maybe we are fed by nature with what dowsers call detrimental energy, and, and maybe... With our positive thinking, nature feeds us with beneficial energy. With our negative thinking, nature feeds us with detrimental energy. And it's still nature's way of supporting us. Nature is non-judgmental in her support of us. She will support our ill efforts just as well as she'll support our, our good efforts. So my early thinking was maybe somebody happened to be standing right here and got really angry about something or fearful or worried and maybe nature supported that with detrimental energy, and then it was carried by the energies of the stream. I was on the right track, but that's not how I see it happening. It can happen that way, but it's really a much more direct thing, which you'll see soon. Now, there's another kind of energy that I call human-related energy. When I first started finding them, I thought they were earth energy lines, and um, let me make sure. Okay, this is, again, my fundamental premise. I, I, I wanted to get back to that before we go on. To me, it doesn't really make sense. From the beginning, yes, I could see, it doesn't make sense that earth energies will be harmful to us. That there's something in nature, in this wonderful nature that supports all of life, that there's something in nature that we might just happen to build our home in, the energy, in these energies or place our bed in these energies, especially crossings of energies, that's going to give us, make us ill, cause all these other problems I mentioned earlier, maybe even give us cancer and kill us. Just never really rang true. However, yes, I could see that it weakened us, but again, a blessing, simply stated prayer, and I'm going to give you my formula, if you want to call it that, of a, of a very simple method of blessing uh, called the, my simple blessing process. And I'm going to give you that in writing at the end of the talk. That never made sense to me because I have a fundamental premise. My premise is we have a benevolent creator. And this creator created us and created this universe and it's 
placed us in this ever-creating universe, as we are co-creators, this ever-creating universe under a set of just or fair universal laws that we can engage with our intent. So if that's true, if that fundamental premise that I hold is true, then it, again, doesn't make sense that our creator, under these universal laws, would put energies in the earth that we might just build our homes, move, put our bed in, that would make us ill. Now that doesn't mean there aren't energies that cause problems. That doesn't mean that we can jump into a volcano or that we, you know, the lightning won't hurt us if we're careless in a lightning storm. Though certainly we have to use good sense. But this is more of a general belief that I have. Now, now we'll move on to the next kind of energy that I want to demonstrate. I call it human-related energy. At first I thought they were energy lays and I was looking for power spots. But I started finding so many of them um, in our backyard. And they started, I started realizing this, and I learned to find energy lays from Sig Lundgren and from British Dowsers. And I thought, well, this isn't what energy lays that I've learned to find. They, don't see, they wouldn't be this close together. This is something different. Energy lays, by the way, tend to, it's a very general definition. They course the earth. They're typically considered beneficial, but I feel that they can be net, uh, out of balance or out of um, harmony or detrimental to. Uh, you might call a noxious ray a detrimental energy lay. Um, they tend to intersect each other at sacred places around the earth. And that it also has to do with what you dow British dowsers call primary water, I understand, which is a, a water that's there, has this constant flow year in, year out, de not depending on the, uh, water, the rainfall. And uh, so when there's this structure, that's an energy, that's a power spot or a power center. And to me, a power spot is very simply wherever two beneficial energy lines of any kind come together, it creates a nice little beneficial energy zone. Well, I started finding them quite frequently intersecting each other in my backyard. And then it occurred to me one day, if they're in, they're in the backyard, so many of them intersecting each other, they must be inside too. And I went into my home, and a friend of mine and I had developed this little system where you look for one energy line. When you find it, you just follow it until you find an intersecting line. Well, this one day, I went into the, my home, the, my backyard, uh, back, the back door of our home, and I found a, a beneficial energy, what I considered to be an energy lay. And then I followed it, and it intersected right at a desk, a chair to a desk in our den. And then I found another one and, the, and followed it, and it intersected another, another beneficial line of energy right at a favorite place that we sit on the, ch on the couch, on the sofa. Um, then at my favorite chair, two more. I went around my son's bed, bed and found many beneficial energy lines intersecting around the bed. I was only looking for beneficial energy at this point, for this kind of energy. And then I went into our, our office, and each desk had two lines, beneficial energy lines, intersecting at each chair to the desk. Many of them were around the kitchen table and the dining room table. I went upstairs. All the beds in my home, our home, seemed to have many beneficial energy lines intersecting them. So I'd like to uh, give another demonstration. I'm just going to ask for something a little different here, but I'm going to ask for a human-related energy line. I did say that I thought they were earth energies at first, but I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. Okay, I get one here, I'll move over, 
and I get real close, right there I find another one. So could I get another volunteer for a little muscle testing? Or you can come back. It worked well. Stand about right there. Put your arm up for muscle testing. Resist. Nice and strong. Now move about right. There are four just right there. That's right at the intersection. Very weak, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I sort of le- I like to lead. If I'm going to lead by suggestion, I'd, I sort of like to lead you to think that things will be, be the opposite. So I was talking about beneficial energies, but here, silently, when I asked for this detrimental, what this human-related energy, silently I was asking for a detrimental or, or unbalanced human-related energy line. I followed it to another one. So this is what I call a detrimental or unbalanced human energy line intersecting another one. And, and um, again, I, I, I just wonder, what is this? And then I learned early on the same thing I demonstrated earlier. Uh, say another little blessing, uh, si- simply a prayerful request, asking this energy that you're standing in become beneficial to all of us here. Okay, put your arm up, resist, weak or strong. Uh, weak. That's weak, weak, strong, <laughs> very strong. It's if she's in the same yeah. uh, same spot, but what she's done that those intersecting lines created a, an energy field that were out of harmony, detrimental, and weakens our body and and discharges our battery. But that. That simply that prayerful request, once you recognize the energy and ask that it become beneficial, it's a neutral vessel. All she did was change the frequency. It's just following universal law. Thank, thank you again. I may be calling on you again. So I started wondering, yes? Can I just ask, would that just apply to Jane? Because she did no, it's everybody. It's gener- generally what I work with is, you know, and the default meaning, when I, when I say detrimental, the default meaning is weakening to us as human beings. And when I say beneficial, strengthening to us as human beings. Um, yes? Is the detrimental energy neutralized or shifted to somewhere else? I think it's shifted. It's, it simply becomes beneficial. Now, that everything, you know, you can't create energy. So ultimately, I think in the grand scheme of things, something else has to balance that out. But I don't think it like happens over here. It, it's, it just happens in nature. Um, and I don't think, we're, but also you, you want to realize, I've come to realize that energies that are detrimental to us may not be detrimental to all forms of life. For example, uh, honeybees are supposed to like detrimental energies. Cats are supposed to like any kind of energy. You can douse in your garden uh, and, and where you grow vegetables or flowers. You can find energies that are weakening or detrimental to us but are not detrimental to the plants. So it all has a, a purpose. Okay, my question here, when I have questions, I, don't, I, I ask them, but I don't ask any more by swinging a pendulum or asking yes-no questions with a rod, with rods or any other dowsing tool. I ask of the universe. I ask of nature. I ask of the divine. And I get the answers. And to me, those answers are much more real. And uh, not that you can't get good answers from swinging a pendulum and asking yes-no questions. You get a lot of information that way. But in my experience, 
I've found that it's very difficult for me to discern consistently between the correct answer and, the, and an incorrect answer. So I ask again of God, of, of nature, of higher self, whatever, and, I, and I'm, I've learned it to be patient for the answer. Sometimes the answers come seemingly right away. Other times it can take months or years to manifest in my life and the answer fully come. And other, you know, other things can probably take a, a lifetime to really, to really grasp, to really get and live and, and, and experience in your life. So my questions of the divine, of nature, not that I consider that's the same, but my questions were, what are these energies? Why do I find so many of what I thought were earth energy lays intersecting in high-use areas of our home? And why are most of them beneficial, but some of them detrimental or out of balance? And, and again, why can it, is it so easily to change this energy from detrimental to beneficial? And uh, so I, those are the questions I had. And then the answer started coming. It occurred to me one day, maybe we are, have these energies attached to us. And maybe they're connected to us, and we imprint them in time and space as we use our home or our offices in these high-use areas. So um, since we were, Jane, doing such a good job with a volunteer, would you come back? So now maybe you could stand here. And I'm going to down. I notice I'm standing next to her facing the same direction. And then I'm going to douse in a little semicircle around her. When I want to douse for where energies are connected or attached uh, or intersecting, I douse in a circle around them and to see the lines that I cross. So I'm asking for energies connected to Jane, and I get a line right here. Now, even though I use the term connected, notice this line does not even go. If my rods are in alignment with this line of energy that's connected to Jane, they're not even going to her body. That energy line is not even going to her body. It's still connected to her. If I go continue around, I get one here. If I continue around, I get another one here. Again, that one's not connected to her. And I started realizing, hmm, maybe we have these energies attached or connected to us, and we imprint them again as we go through life. And I began to realize that these energies were human-related energies. This is a, a category of energies that I've been working with now for 11 years, no, 15 years. And it's a category of energies that most dowsers don't even recognize. If they get them, if they find them, whether they're in balance or out of balance, a lot of, often it, we think of them as earth energies like I did from the beginning. We're neglecting the human being. We are powerful creators. We are changing energies every minute of every day with every thought, every action, and every place. We change the energies of our home, of our workplaces. As we travel and go to different places, we're always changing the energies of where we are because we are energy beings. And we are creator beings. And we, we create energy, if you want to call it that. That's a, you know, we create, inner, let's say, energy environments. We change energy environments wherever we happen to be with whatever is going on in our lives. The energies of this room will never quite be the same again because all of us are in it right now and have been in it. We will have a lasting change on the energies of this room. That energy can be, quote, cleaned up for going into the future, but or cleared, 
but it's still stored in the schemes of time and space. It's still stored in time. And again, we are changing these energies of this room forever just by being in it. Now, what I'm sort of going to is to help you understand what's going on energetically behind the scenes in life every moment of every day. And I'm teaching you how to take, I want to help you understand more and more how to take charge of the process. How to create energies not haphazardly with our day-to-day lives, but begin to watch our thoughts, watch our emotions, be aware of them, try to be more positive in our thinking and our emotions, and do and take more of an active process through prayer and blessing in our lives to to create energy environments that are ideal for what we want to bring into our lives. So let's go a little farther. I started wondering... um, what are these energies? Uh, how did they? How do we get? How do they get to us? And uh, what are their purpose? So we're going to go farther with that, and I'll be calling on you again, Jane. <laughs> it's funny as I've been working with British dowsers, especially uh, the first time I spoke uh, for the EE for the Earth Energies Group years ago with Billy Gone. He brought me over, and I couldn't get anybody to volunteer. <laughs> and then somebody somebody said, "Well." We learned it's not such a good thing to volunteer for things. We learned that in the war. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mentioned that this first day I looked for beneficial energy lines going in the home. I found a new category of energies that I now consider to be human-related energies. See, I was taught to look for detrimental, unharmonious energies in our homes, especially around our beds or our favorite chair or desk, and then do things to block or divert those energies or avoid them. Uh, Of course, if you start looking at all the energies that are in our homes to try to avoid them, you're going to have your bed in some pretty odd places. I am more, put your bed where you want it, where it's aesthetically pleasing, and then change the energies around you to make them, again, ideal to support you. So, but this one, this first day, you know, I'd never been taught to look for beneficial energies inside homes. I was taught to find those energies out in nature, in the forests, in the mountains, by the ocean, by the, by the brooks, by the streams, uh, in sacred places around the earth. When you find those energies, spend time there, meditate there, whatever. Uh, but this time, this day changed all that. And I I mentioned that I found many lines of energies around all the beds in our homes. At first, I thought they were random intersections, but then I began to realize that they make a repeating pattern. I really feel ultimately geopathic stress, as we think of, most of us think about it, is an illusion. We are looking at effects, not cause. And I want to help you, I'm going to continue to, give you that understanding, which you'll see what I'm talking about as we go on. I feel that the earth energies are energetic mirrors, and they're constantly here. To, they're here to support us, all of the earth energies, not just us, all of life. They're constantly ref- reflecting us back to us. We make the en- I've already gone through a lot, about a lot of this. We make the energies detrimental with our anger, our fear, our passionate, especially negative thoughts and emotions. This is the first thing I felt was new to the dowsing world. Could I, um, dow- Jim, could I douse your energy field? You, you don't even have to get up. You can just stay right there. If I douse Jim's energy field, I get a reaction here, here, 
and here, and they'll get closer and closer together. Uh, in, if I ask for positive and negative energies in his field, I get the same one there, but in between those openings, I get crossings. You would find these no matter what direction you douse around a person or a tree or a plant or an animal or energy or a power spot, a natural energy field in the earth. I wanted to see what that looked like. I thought the energies would make like the layered glows that you often see depicted in the aura. Um, and so I wanted to douse and map it in a, around somebody and put things on the ground, markings on the ground, an animal energy field. All of these natural energy fields make p power spots make spirals or vortices, vortexes. Uh, that f for those of you who are f familiar with Wal my Walter Russell uh, work with his teachings, he, this is what he shows. Uh, this, you know, I recognized it right away when I found it on the ground, and that was an actual picture I took the day I uh, marked and mapped it on the ground with a friend. I saw how it really ties to these te teachings. Russell said, Everything, all of, even light moves in spirals. That energy moves in vortexes. I began, once I doused all four beds in our home, the three kids and, and my wife and I, our bed, uh, I found that they, I found a repeating pattern. I started beginning to realize, ah, oh, there's a pattern to these energies around beds. I knew they were somehow human imprints of the human energy pattern from the beginning, but I, didn't understand it fully, and I just wondered, wow, if I'm finding this pattern, you know, it must mean something. Then I started, once I started finding it, I, I started dowsing around extended family members' beds. I wasn't teaching at the time, except, except my friends and family. I, as Jana says, uh, when somebody asks, are you a dowser? Well, I know how, because they didn't have much of a choice. They had to learn. My friends were the same way. They had to learn. If I was excited about something, I had to share it. So uh, I started finding this, and I started looking at my friends and family members around their, in their homes around their beds, and I found the same pattern, except I would find when I was asking for beneficial energies, I would find that sometimes, or often, some of these energies would seem to be missing. They really weren't missing, but I was only asking for beneficial energies around the bed, somehow felt that I couldn't conceive of detrimental energies being a part of the human energy pattern. And I knew from the beginning that's what I was finding, imprints of the human energy pattern. And then I would say a blessing. Once I would find a pair of lines energy, of energy missing, and they seem to come in mated pairs, uh, let's say up and down the middle of the bed and across the middle of the bed, I would say a blessing over the people that slept in that bed. And they didn't have to be in the, in the bed. They could be in another room even, but let's, it's usually standing by the bed. I would bless them. To, for healing and balance, or I would bless the energies of the bed pattern to support the people, leaving, you know, to bring healing and balance to the people sleeping there, and immediately the energies would appear. The energies that seemed to be missing would appear, and the whole pattern would be there. Over time, people started telling me, Joey, after you did work around my bed, or after I went home and followed the directions in your book, or I learned in your workshop, or, your, or the website, you know, I felt better. You know, I... Uh, I sleep better, or I, I don't have nightmares as much anymore, or my husband and I are getting along better, and we, or uh, I just feel um, something has lifted from me. And I started seeing there's something significant about these energies. Even a few through the years, a few major healings seemed to happen a couple of days after I worked with the energies of somebody around their bed. 
Over time, I found more and more of the energies. I began finding them intersecting the head corners of the bed and the foot corners of the bed. So about three years' time, I found more and more of these energies. Then um, I meditate every day. It's one of the things that I encourage everybody to do. I do it very simply. I take like little naps, 20-minute rests. Um, as Jan will tell you, I've taken quite a few this week. Um, and, and they're very used to it. And even she, Jana's beginning to follow my example and do the same thing herself. And it's just not only nourishing, but you tune into, you just let go. And you, I, I feel that, you know, you tune into, you merge in with the universe. And you allow that, you not only recharge yourself, but allow inspiration to come in. And that's when a lot of these understandings and insights come to me. So I had these questions, what are these energies around beds? And why are they so easy to change? What, why do they seem to be missing? And then a blessing, even over a person standing not, or not in the bed, will change the energies of the bed. That told me, number one, that they're connected to that pattern. I came out of a meditation in June of 99, and thinking about a rabbi, I'm Jewish, a rabbi that came through, an author that came through town, and I heard him, my wife and I heard him speak several times. His emphasis is on helping us to understand Kabbalah, or Jewish mysticism, in very simple, easy-to-understand ways. And he um, did that uh, through all of his writings. And something told me, I thought about him, and something told me, you must pick up one of the books on my unread bookshelf, on the headboard of my bed. How many of us have unread bookshelves? <laughs> I picked up this book, and I knew I'm a, that I should open it up to get a message about my work. At, open it to any page. You've heard of people probably doing this with Bibles. I do it. All, so I used to do it with anything, a magazine, anything. And I, I opened it up, and it was the beginning of chapter 7. I sat, thought, all right, m mystical number 7. And uh, I said, that's already good. And then... The whole chapter seemed to be talking to me about my work. The energies that by this time I was teaching people to find um, to, to, within us and around us how to change these energies, how to create better energy environments within us and around us. And then I, I got to the end of that chapter and I just knew I had gotten my message. And uh, I saw how I could integrate teachings from the Old Testament um, and from famous Jewish sages of old and new, I could integrate their, the teachings into my own work. I could demonstrate these teachings with my work. I just was just overwhelmed. I said a little prayer of thanksgiving for this message that I got, and then I got the real message when I closed the book. On the cover of the book, I saw that the, tree, the bed pattern is the tree of life in, in Kabbalah. Now, the tree of life... We don't want to go, I don't want to go into a whole long discourse on Kabbalah and the Tree of Life. I didn't bring this into my work knowingly, at least on a conscious level. It just appeared. And now it's under, I understand it better and better and better. The Tree of Life in the ancient teachings of Jewish mysticism is supposed to keep it in a, wrap it up in a nutshell. It's supposed to be the first thing the eternal put into place before creation. Everything in creation is supposed to be patterned after this, and it's supposed to be a blueprint for creation. And um, it's, every, it's supposed to be within us, around us, and it's supposed to repeat itself endlessly in creation. So I thought, wow, the tree of life, maybe the bed pattern is the tree of life. And what I'm going to be sharing with you doesn't matter whether it's the tree of life or not. 
I just want to demonstrate to you that the pattern exists. And yes, it does repeat itself in, in, in the energies of creation. I started showing you the, an energy pattern around Jane's, con, the energies connected to Jane. I didn't understand until years later that the bed pattern is really uh, connected to us. It occurred to me in uh, early 2000 that if the energy, human energy pattern is dowsable, as, as, as tangible energies uh, around the bed, and I've known since the beginning it's an imprint of the human energy pattern, it must be dowsable uh, around us around our bodies. So, Jane, if you could come back, and I'd like um, one more volunteer. We're not going to go into a lot of depth with this. I just want to demonstrate to you that the pattern exists. The energies in our own patterns affect us and other people, and we can change those energies. So, could I get one more volunteer? Anybody? Come on. See, it's so hard with you Brits. Okay, Jackie, I'd like you to stand right on that little circle. It's okay. And and Jane, I need you too, Jane. Oh, okay. I thought you were going back to your chair. (laughs) Okay. Everybody has this pattern of energies, this matrix of energies around us. It's not just, they don't just stop here. At the center of the matrix is what I consider to be the tree of life. But as you'll see, I get it here, here. Here and it will. If I just keep my intent on her energy pattern, it'll repeat itself endlessly. I think endlessly. I haven't checked that out completely, but in all directions at the core and repeating itself throughout. But at the core is what I call the tree of life. The human energy pattern extended out. I call it the human energy matrix. We want to keep our channels clear, balanced, and beneficial because I believe what they do is capture the energies of the universe in all of its fullness. Except each color-coded pair captures a different frequency range which is a different uh, quality of what I call God's life that we need in our lives. And we want to keep it again clear, balanced, and, and capturing God's light in all of its fullness and letting it flow unimpeded through our beings and through our energies, energy pattern. And, uh, and our bodies and our beings. Um, and, but most of us have some imbalances in this pattern. I've just, from dowsing thousands, thousands of people and working with them, um, I've just been able to determine that. A very common imbalance is the one going straight up and down the middle and across the middle. And by the way, you might notice that when you stand up, it's, you're standing up in your pattern. If, you can, if you're not seeing this, you might want to get to where you can for just a few minutes. And it's not like the pattern stands up with you, but she's, wherever you are, this pattern is around you. And a common imbalance is what I call the plus, this yellow color-coded plus, and that's primarily emotional. Another common imbalance is 7989. This would be at the foot corners of your bed, and the reason I would say that, the reason I think it's commonly out of balance, when you look into the teachings of Kabbalah, numbers 7, 8, and 9 represent the energies of living, of living your life in the day-to-day world with others. Isn't that where most of our issues are? Living our lives in our day-to-day world with, and with ourselves. And uh, so that's why it's commonly out of balance. Now, everybody has the same pattern, but her pattern's a little doesn't quite, it's a little smaller than that, so step, uh, just inches, that's good enough, good. Now let's d- do some muscle testing again, nice and weak, right? Yeah. Okay, turn Jan- Jackie and face that number seven, just turn slightly, and face number seven. 
Weak or strong? Strong. strong. Now face her again. Uh, Weak. <laughs> what's happening? What's happening is this that when you're about this distance from somebody, you're always in what I call your number. The other person's number nine. So you would be also likely weakened by her energy. Um, when you turn, your energies that are in your number nine moved over there. So she was no longer in it. You turn back, they move back. I'm gonna, I'd like to bless something for you, what I call my simple blessing process, and it will immediately balance your pattern, your energy pattern, and any imbalances in it. Could I bless that maybe? I like to bless objects so that I can use it as an example and take it away and give it back. So uh, I could bless you for a particular issue in your life, but I'm going to bless you in general. We'll bless the item in general. Dear God, please bless this and again, however you feel comfortable addressing the divine, like Father, Mother, God, whatever. As long as it didn't owe Satan or something like that. <laughs> Dear God, please char- bless this object and charge it with energy to bring healing and balance to Jackie's complete being, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, whenever she has this inner physical presence. Thank you. Amen. So just hold that. Resist. Strong, Strong right? Okay, now give it back. We. It's, it's, it's like this lightens up her pattern, lights on, lights out, off. Or cl- clear, cloudy, clear. All she has to do is hold it or wear it, and it'll clear her pattern for a while. The energies will stay in here that we put in there, but in time, your issues change. The, all the imbalances are related to your life issues, and they change over time. As those frequencies change, this will no longer help it as much. And in time, if you keep on, on thinking the same old ways, reacting the same old ways to the same old issues, it'll overpower this anyway. But you can also see its effect on you. You think of a concern in your life. Okay, good and weak. This is in a general way helping you with all your concerns. Think of the same concern. Weak or strong? Strong. Stronger. Um, So, again, I'm just teaching you to, we're sort of manipulating the energies. I know where they are. I know how they manifest around us, and I can put people in places to demonstrate it. And then we change the energies, and we can demonstrate that too. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jane. Everybody, give them a hand. (laughs) Takes courage for a Brit to volunteer. Might get sent off to war. Yes, yes. Say you had a, in, a, a bad pattern that has been negative for you, it, you know, the opposite of good. Could you, now the bad pattern has resolved itself to be all good, could that past imprint still be within you? You're more affected by other people's imprints in your home. Um, your imprint, your own energy will change. The imprint will change as you change. So, for example... Jackie's energy field right now, energy, her energy pattern, I mean, is balanced. It's also balanced wherever she slept right last night around that bed. It's also balanced in her home. As she goes back out of balance, it will um, start going back out of balance wherever you leave imprints. So we're, inter- we're directly connected to the imprints that we leave in life. To me, it's sort of like the, the process, a portion of the process of karma how everything we think and say and do is recorded in the schemes of time and space and recorded karmically. And we change our lives, we change the way, if we, when we overcome our issues, the, 
the imbalances related to those issues come into balance within us and wherever we imprint it. Sort of how I see it. We're going to take it a little, a, a good step farther. Now I'd like my water dowser to volunteer for a, again for a minute. And another water dowser who douses with rods. Just any, anybody who can douse water underground streams with rods. Would you come down? You can use my rods if you like. Oh, I see you have some nice rods. Those are the Joey Corn portable dowsing rods, same as these. He, notice how he carries them very comfortably and very easily in his pocket. <laughs> Pulls them out, puts them together. They will be for sale right outside the door today. They really will. BSD carries them. They're our, my best customer. They carry all my, a lot of my stuff. Yet. You don't happen to be from America, do you? <laughs> Okay, here's the first one we found. It's, it shouldn't be detrimental anymore because we blessed it, but it might have changed. Okay, Dow's now down up the middle for an underground stream. Okay, right about the middle of the room. You'll find another, you'll find, it goes right across there. Uh, so you got one going here and here. Now come down here, and Dow's, sort of hard to do this, it's not a square room, but Dow's towards that corner, at an angle towards the corner. And just see if you find any underground streams. Okay, so there's one there. Now here's the little, oh yeah, that, that's likely maybe may an intersection, the way it's been a little, for, by the way, one of the things that's spiraling energy, not only is that around us and around plants and animals, wherever two or more energy lines intersect each other creates a spiraling energy field. So ultimately, these little centers that are called spheres in the teachings of Kabbalah or Kabbalah, as it's actually said in Hebrew, are, are really little vortexes, blending of the energies in your own pattern that are intersecting those spots. So we found one here, we found one here, and now he's found one here. And now if, you, if he keeps going, what's gonna, what he'll find is he'll find one here, 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 here. I've done this many, many times with volunteer dowsers. Uh, if you go all the way to the corner, you'll get two. What do we have there again? The tree of life. Or the energy pattern of water. I think, when we're, for the most part, if we're looking for any stream we cross, especially if we think of it as energy, but even you still find it if you imagine a flowing stream underneath the earth. You, in a, but when you're in a building, especially in a rectangular room, the energies will... will make the pattern in the room. I call it the room pattern. This is why I said at the beginning, I no longer think everywhere we get a dowsing reaction to underground water or an underground stream, we're, getting, we're, we're in line or over a flowing stream of water. When a water well dowser is dowsing, he, he or she is not just asking for an underground stream. Their more full intent is, I want to find a place to drill a well that will give me a, a year-round flow of good, clean drinking water, of enough volume to serve the needs of the client, at a, a, a place that's accessible by the drill, by the heavy equipment, that won't tear up any pavement or you know, won't have to chop down, chop down too many, cut down too many trees. All these things are in the intent of a good water well dowser. It's not just show me an underground stream. Some people do that, but even then... They're thinking they, they're thinking they want to find good, good drinking water to serve the needs of the client. Some are very specific. Some people are very more general, but you, it's still in your intent. So 
when I found this, I, uh, I started thinking, wait a minute, this can't be real. I didn't find it. Two people in my workshop, on the second day of a workshop back in 2000, said, Joe, you've showed us an energy line, an underground stream here, one here, one here. We find one here and here and here. It seems to make the tree of life. I thought, no, it couldn't. Then I started finding it. I showed this to, to Sig Lundgren short, shortly thereafter, uh, after finding it um, a few years ago in his own home. So I got him to outdouse for every stream he crossed. He found the entire pattern without me guiding him. I just, I just let him douse wherever he found them, and I drew it on a, board, on a, on a piece of paper. And the only thing he didn't find was two corners, and then I said, just go to those two corners and just see if you find it. He says, yeah, I find like really weak strings, real weak energy there. And so a couple of weeks later, I emailed him and I said, Sig, what is that? You know, what did you think of that? He said, well, I don't consider it to be primary water, what I mentioned earlier. Um, however, he said, it wouldn't surprise me if the tree of life, because he knew a little bit about the tree of life, or quite a bit maybe, he said, it wouldn't surprise me if the tree of life doesn't repeat itself endlessly in the energies of creation, in the energies of nature. And I, and I thought, wow, I'm going to start looking for it. And so then I started finding it. What I want to also share is, what is this pattern? Why is it in the room? And Jane, could I get you to come again? And my volunteer dowsers, both of you please come down. Okay, I'm going to ask for a, what I call a detrimental underground stream again. I would like to put you right in it. Actually, let's put you, you were here, you were there, and um, I'd like, who was, who, where's Jackie? Jackie, would you come over here? And you find any, maybe go up there, or any, any detrimental underground stream. Detrimental, weakening to us. Okay, good, right there, sit there. Okay, that's going to be, that's going to work fine. Now, um, uh, I'd like everybody, I'm going to guide everybody through it, but not you two. I'd like to guide everybody else through a blessing, and you don't have to do it either, the two of you, um, over an object. You can do it over yourself if you wish, but then we're gonna, I'm going to want you to put the object down. So put an object in your hand. could be your bottle of water. Then you can drink it, and it'll help you. Any object. I'm going to guide you through my simple blessing process. You can do it silently or out loud. It doesn't matter as long as it's sincere. And it will immediately balance your human energy pattern. This is, again, what I call my simple blessing process. I've got, look at the object, dear God, or however you address the divine, please bless this object and charge it with energy to bring healing and balance to my complete being. Physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. One more time, just to make sure that you're not just focused on the words. Dear God, or however you address the divine, please bless this object and charge it with energy to bring healing and balance to my complete being, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Thank you. Amen. Now, Dows, do your... Well, first of all, let me come over here. You're standing in the same place. Nice and strong, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't say anything about the, earth, the underground stream or the earth energies. Now, do your dowsing... Uh, especially check the energy that you found. We could be checking them all through the room. See if, if anything's still detrimental. What'd you say? It's, it's not in where it was. It's not where it was. <laughs> well, it, it, the energy is still there, except 
it's balanced now, it's beneficial. What happened here? You did, and then I want to show you something else. Uh, Jay, you are standing in Jane's energies. She's standing in yours. Let's take that off, because we did bless that. Put it over here, so it's no longer affecting you. Resist. You're very strong, right? You're very strong. So not only did the energies of the room come into balance, not, not only did your patterns come into balance with that blessing, their patterns came into balance. What's happening here? I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the energy pattern of water is in this room. And it's the same pattern that's around us. What is our body? What are our, our body? What is it made of? Water. We're 70% water. 70% of the earth is water. What the room pattern is, from my experience, and I can, we're going to demonstrate this in many ways this afternoon, the energies of the room pattern is a combined pattern of all of us. They are reflections of our human energy patterns. Before you stepped into the room, unless you were imprinted in the room, which you could be, but you don't usually imprint when you sit in a place, you always imprint where you lie down on a physical structure like a bed and get up. Then you leave an imprint of your pattern. But as soon as you walked into this room, your energy pattern reflected in the energies of the room. Then what the second person came, their energy pattern reflected in the energies of the room. The third person, the fourth person. And... And it becomes one pattern. We, we become one in the energies of the room. And imbalances in our pattern will merge with the imbalances and, and the beneficial energies, the balances in the other people's pattern, and we all combine together. Now, when all of you blessed an object over yourself, it not only changed your energy pattern, it made it come into balance, it made the energies of the room come into balance. Now, why are they balanced? They're balanced because we have become one in the room. And by having all of you with balanced energy patterns extending out, reflecting out like energetic mirrors into the room, we are overpowering their unbalance. If enough of us, and we don't have time, if enough of us start putting down the... Well, we can demonstrate the first row. Just whatever you blessed, put it down where you're not touching it. Please, let's see. Now we're weak already. So did this? Did the rest of you, the, the whole row, do it? No, that's okay. It, so the few people who it just this row. Usually it doesn't take this many to balance it, but typically I've done this many times, and I count the members in the group. Typically, as long as more than three quarters of the group have balanced patterns, it'll do the other twenty-four percent. Seventy-six percent of the group. If you balance your pattern, it'll balance 24% of the people. It's just a, an easy demonstration. The more out of balance the energies of the people in the home, the more out of balance the home will be. So yes, if you're struggling with cancer and you've got a lot of fear and anger or you're having big financial problems or marital problems, it will, a dowser will find a lot of detrimental energies in the home. But it's because it's reflecting us back to us. It's nature's way of supporting us non-judgmentally in our efforts. If you do this kind of work in homes, and even if you th don't agree with this, give it a shot. If you bless everybody in the home that's living in the home 
with that simple blessing process and douse for the energies again, you'll see all or most of them will just come into balance. Except we affect the energies of the home, of our home. Other people who are imprinted in our home, those who have visited, especially if they spent the night, could even be former occupants. And it can even be earthbound spirits, much more rare, or what I call non-human entity energy. But for the most part, these energies are us. Energies are us. We, you know, there are energetic mirrors constantly reflecting us back to us. Yes, change the energies, and it can help us change. More importantly, bless ourselves and change your own life. Bless, ask whatever you consider the divine to help you with your struggles and strains of life, to help you achieve your goals, overcome your obstacles, then act in the world, and the energies will stay much more balanced around you, whether you're aware of the energies or not. If you like this work, come over the pond and spend a week, it's five nights with us. You stay with us, you, you eat with us, you, we, you drink with us a little like we did last night. Not quite as much as some of us did maybe. <laughs> and uh, we have a great time and you learn stuff you can't learn anywhere else on the planet. So I'd like to close with a blessing. Dear God, please bless each of us to bring healing and balance to our complete beings physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually to draw us ever closer to our highest potential as spiritual beings of light ever closer to the universal one thank you amen thank you well thanks to joey once more for that very interesting presentation uh, as he mentioned at the end there you can go and spend some time with joey and his wife jill and do an intensive study retreat at their home uh, he runs these fairly regularly, and you can find details on his website at dowsers.com. I'll put a link to that on the main show page, of course. Adventures in Dowsing comes from the British Society of Dowsers in Hanley Swan, England. For more details about the society and how we can help you get more out of your own dowsing, please see our website at britishdowsers.org. And thanks and a shout-out to Anne Walsh, who emailed to say how much she had enjoyed the last show with Doug Gray, White Eagle. It's always nice to hear from fans of the show, so if you have any comments that you would like to share, send an email to podcast at britishdowsers.org. You can also check out our forum and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Well, thanks for listening. Many thanks, as always, to Hilary Brooks, Ian Pegler, and Not For Pussies for the music. And be sure to join me next time for more Adventures in Dowsing. <laughs> <laughs>